Welcome to We Go There. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... But hey, we go there. Because there's no such thing as having too much information when it comes to your health and wellness. We dive deep into topics, interview experts, and get answers you need. Because knowledge is power. And feeling empowered is what we're all about. So let's go there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited because we have a friend of mine and a much needed guest right now because I just bolted on here with a whole lot of um, angst and high energy. And immediately Natalie started just, you know, the leveling her hands, like lowering hands. Okay, we're just going to calm ourselves right now. So we're going into a beautiful beautiful interview with my friend Natalie Von Teichman and also um, my mentor because she has four boys whom also was like four and four years, similar to my situation. She has twin boys who were her third and fourth. And they are, so she's basically like living my life eight years in advance, but but four boys. I mean, I have a few girls in there at least. Like I, yeah, I don't know how you do it. And and the four of us, Adam and, you know, Natalie's husband and I all went for dinner and it just was like the coming of really someone who (laughs) finally understood the situation that I'm living every day. Um, But what's even more amazing is that through all of this, you also have started your own business. And it is a business that truly has just, I feel like the, um, the passion behind it is so pure and how you've be, you've come to start it and it shows through every part of it. So mindfully meditate and this beautiful little puppy Tate. And, um, I want you to kick it off by just sharing your story and how you came to launch, uh, mindfully and our little friend Tate. And then, and then we'll get into all the things around this and, and children's, you know, mental wellness. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, both of you. And yes, it was, I was saying to Nikki earlier that uh, Lexi, when you were pregnant with the twins, people were coming up and saying, you need to meet Lexi Corin. And then people were saying to you, you need to meet Natalie Von Teichman. And then, you know, all of a sudden we connected and it was this woo. And and, and I laugh because I see the things that you're going through. And I was just saying to Nikki, you know, there, I look at every whatever picture you post. And I think, oh my, this is my life. Like, you know, nine years ago. And I was saying to Nikki, you know, it's every stage, every stage as a parent has different challenges, different amazing things, hard things, challenging things. And so it's, it's really almost cool to to look and reflect. Sometimes you post something and it actually like almost takes my breath away because I'm like, oh God, I forgot about that moment where I had a baby on my arm was making pasta sauce, curling my eyelashes and trying to feed, you know, 7 million, like all of this stuff. Right. And so, um, so it's neat. And, and so, you know, for, for my story, really where it came from is I'm from three girls and all of a sudden we had these four boys. We had two boys tried to have a girl and got twin boys. And there we were with four kids in four years. And, uh, you know, for a little while, I was saying this to Nikki earlier, for a little while, I have big chunks of time that were sort of black hole moments where I almost forget. I was just like getting through guys. It was like, you know, learning how to tandem nurse and learning how to do all these things. And and for a long time, I actually was really weirdly 
thriving because I kind of like being busy and I kind of like having a lot going on. So it was kind of like my mission was to like <laughs> keep these four boys literally alive, <laughs> which was a big thing. And uh, the moment that the kids almost got to the stage where I felt like I was coming up for air and things started to maybe just settle a little bit, I felt like COVID hit. And all of a sudden we're in this pandemic and, you know, again, I look back and, and this, this time has gone by so fast. Our, our twins were five, you know, when COVID hit and all of a sudden now they're eight and it's crazy. But I started, um, I had a really interesting story. So I was in Vail with my girlfriends and I was skiing and I came back from Vail uh, late, late February. And I felt sick. I just felt really awful. And my husband said to me, you know, you might have that virus that's going around. And I was like, I don't have the virus. What even is like, I, there was no one was even talking about it, it was like, kind of in Italy. And, you know, it was really nowhere. And, and obviously over in, in China. And so I went to the hospital, long story short, I tested positive for COVID. We were had to cancel our flights to Florida. We had everything booked. We were ready to go. The kids had run into our room and we're so excited. Our bags were packed. I had to, you know, shove them out of the room. My door shut. And at that point, I did not leave my room for basically 11 days. I was locked in my room and then I got really sick. And so I had this like really, really terrifying experience where back then we were wiping our groceries down. Like we were that house that had COVID and, and then I was feeling sick. So, you know, when you have the flu and you feel kind of crappy and you're like, oh, am I going to make it out? Like, is this alive? Like you feel terrible. Well, I had this thing that was also, you know, I was feeling really yucky myself. So long story short, I started my own very intense meditation practice because I realized I was quite physically fit. But mentally, I felt so ill-prepared to deal with where I was at. And, and I was just this fear that was in my body of, am I going to be okay? Am I going to make it through? It was, this, it was like my amygdala was like going crazy, you know, like flashing lights. And so at this exact moment, and I had done, you know, I did my yoga teacher training that had a really big emphasis on pranayama. I dove hardcore into meditation, like really hardcore. So I started taking courses. I started writing, writing, writing like crazy. And I've always had a real love and focus on working with children. It's been my passion my whole life. And I looked in the backyard this one day at our four boys jumping on the trampoline, bouncing around and being the crazy boys that they are. And I thought, if only I had been taught some of these strategies when I was young, how would my life have been? How would this experience or how would all the things that I've gone through how would I have handled them differently? So I started writing meditations for the boys, just for our boys and um, playing them for them. I went online, searched desperately to try to find something for children's meditation. Couldn't find anything that I found sufficient. Did, you know, online apps, the ones that exist, which by the way, are, are amazing. Calm, Headspace, Deepak Chopra, they're all fantastic. Um, but I made, I decided to start writing medita meditations specifically for kids, for my four boys. I then found a little puppy and I took, I literally like a bit of a psycho killer, cut a little hole in its, in its belly. Like I still have a weird picture of me doing it, put a little Bluetooth speaker inside and started playing the meditations through the puppy. And when I did this with the boys, all of a sudden it, it went from like them just sort of listening to a meditation and not really paying much attention to like this full sensory experience where all of a sudden they were so into it. They were so involved and kids don't realize how much they love feeling calm until they feel calm. Because most kids these days, 
the only time they're actually like chilling out is either when they're usually when they're just going to sleep or when they're on a video game or a screen, but even when they're on a video game or a screen, they're still engaging, right? They're still, they're still being stimulated, but it's very rare these days. Like when we were kids, we drive up on a car ride, we might put our our Walkman in or a Disman, and we look out at the clouds, right? Like I'm totally aging myself by saying that. <laughs> but like we would, like we would look and we'd like, I remember like looking at clouds or looking at trees. And this generation just doesn't do that. So what's happening is they're always being stimulated. So kids don't actually realize how good it feels to feel calm and they never get to practice it. And so all of a sudden I was doing this with our boys and they were loving it. And, and, and so long story short, I started making prototypes and then here I am. So I never started out to start a business ever, ever, ever. Um, but it is something that has been a passion and something I saw in our house that was making such a difference that I just wanted to share it with the world. This episode of the We Go There podcast is brought to you by The Bell Method, a fitness company that blends Pilates with pelvic health, creating choreography from science. You might feel overwhelmed at all the abs after baby programs promising to make you bounce back after birth, or maybe you're feeling unsure of how to exercise in pregnancy and prepare your body for delivery. It can be tough to navigate what information is credible and evidence-based. Women deserve better. I created all of our programs with the guidance of pelvic health physiotherapists, and we continue to evolve our programming to stay current with the latest research. At The Bell Method, we ditch guilt and bring balance to our bodies with programs designed to fit your life stage. We'll help you reduce incontinence, diastasis recti, and prolapse so you feel strong, confident, and empowered throughout pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. I invite you to enjoy 10% off your first class session with the code WEGOTHERE10. Visit www.thebellmethod.com for more. No, it's a good story. It's a great story. And I just, I think what I love that it came from such an authentic place, like through your own experience, you know, like, yeah. and you saw a need for it and you saw how it impacted your, your boys. Um, so, yeah. And I also, I'm like having a visceral reaction to you, like being alone in your room for 11 days, like right after right? canceling going Maybe to Florida. Like- the first, I feel like you were one of the very first people with COVID. Yeah, you're an OG. <laughs> I was, I was, I was literally in the news. I remember my girlfriend said the thing. It was like it said, 40 year old woman." She's like, "Is this you?" And I was like, oh, yeah. "Yeah." And 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 I and and the thing is, like most people, most of us as moms would be like, 10 days on my room on my own. I'll take it, right?" Like yeah, yeah. the kids are with my husband. I might like you know, but but because I was so sick, I, it was really scary. And to not actually leave your bedroom. Oh my god! That long, guys. I I had actually walked a trail, and you could, like, you know, when you walk a trail outside, there's a like the carpet in my bedroom was like, oh my gosh, walked a trail of like how I walked through my room, like it was just it was crazy. But anyway, but that you know, it's funny how these things when we actually sometimes like really have to stop or we're we're confronted with something that's so jarring. Sometimes the most beautiful things. It's hard to see in the moment, but sometimes the most beautiful things come out of that. And in this case, that's what happened. Um, that's what's happened here. Mm-hmm. So nice. And you I mean- was the girl guys who like, I have to tell you, I was the girl who would do a yoga class and would never stay for Shavasana. Like I would oh, get up, God. I'd be like, I'd be like, I got things to do. I got four kids. I go like, I'm a, you know, a recovering perfectionist type a, like that is me. And so that's the other thing I want to mention to everyone who's listening is like, you know, I think we think of meditation as this like, 
you know, I hear all people say all the time, oh, I can't do it. Or, you know, it's, it's so overwhelming. And I think, you know, we think about, oh, we have to be like a monk in Tibet meditating in a cave. And, and the reality is, you know, it, it's, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think even if you are someone who is a busy mind or who wants to get a lot done, meditation can actually help you become more productive. And, and, you know, I think it's, it's changing the the language around that. And the reason I want to introduce it to children is just like kids didn't do yoga 20 years ago. That was something that people were doing, you know, on the beach mm-hmm. while they were eating their granola and now kids are doing yoga. And so why, you know, I think what a better time to introduce children to this idea of calm meditation, mindfulness, deep breaths, how they have all these amazing superpower power tools inside of them when they're young. Because when they're young, that is when our prefrontal cortex is being developed. I mean, teaching children under the age of eight, they're in a pretty amazing brain state. They're actually in like a, a theta brain. They, they focus and they have theta brain waves. And so they are in a, a real suggestible um, brain state. It's almost like, like a little bit pre-hypnotic almost like they're, they're, that's why, you know, kids are always in a state of wonder. And so it's such a great time to introduce them to all of these concepts, just like it's a great time to learn a language when you're young or to learn how to ride a horse or to learn how to ski. They're, they're just so open to these new concepts. And then we're creating neural pathways that they actually will take with them as they grow so that when they get older, they know, oh, when I'm in a time of stress, I have this this thing inside me, like a deep breath, or I have that feeling of calm so they can go inward versus reaching for candy or reaching for, you know, a video game or something that's an external stimulus that will sort of numb those feelings. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to teach them that like, it's okay to work through those feelings, to feel your feelings. And you actually have the power inside to really help yourself get through them. So that's what I'm trying to do with, with Tate. It's pretty powerful. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I love that, you know, you've got some stories. Like I'd love to hear some stories about how it's impacted your personal life and how your boys have used it. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, I've been doing this with our boys for, I would say, guys, well, for the last year or so. And we talk a lot about, you know, in the meditations I talk about, you have an inside body and an outside body. And your inside body is, you know, your brain, your heart, your mind, all the things we can't see, which is conversely, your outside body is your hair, your hands, your feet, your legs. And what's really important is that we have to strengthen both our outside body and our inside body. And just because we can't see our inside body doesn't mean that it's not as important as our outside body. And the way that we connect these two together is through our breath or through feeling calm. And Tate is there to help, you know, when you think about it, when you take a breath in, it goes from the outside, the nature, it comes in your nose, it goes into your inside body through your lungs and back out again. So this is our connection with nature. This is our connection with our inside and outside body. And so we were recently in uh, at one of these Caribbean resorts and we were there with our boys and there was these, I don't know if you guys have been before, but there's these giant water slides. Like some of these, like there's these little ones, but there were these two water slides. I'm Natalie and I both went down them. Remember? Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> you and I. So, so like Lexi, you know, like the one is literally so straight steep. down. 
you think you may actually fall forward. And then the other one, you go into a capsule, there's a heartbeat beating and it goes three, two, one, and the floor goes up below you and you shoot down through a tunnel spinning all down this thing. So it's like super intense. Right. And so three of our four boys were, were like up, down, up, down, up, down, like crazy. Our one twin came up to me. He said, mom, I'm so nervous. And I said, I know, buddy, you know what? It, I'm looking at it right now. I get why you're nervous. It's it's quite intimidating. And he said, but I just so badly want to do it. I so badly want to do what my brothers are doing. And I want to go down that slide. So we kind of sat there and he said to me, you know, mom, I know that my, my outside body tells me that it's safe because everyone's doing it. People are doing it. It's safe. There's lifeguards. No one's getting hurt. But he's like, inside, I can't get there. Like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. And so I said to him, well, what do you think really helps your inside body? What helps your inside body feel calm? And he said, well, my deep breaths. And I thought, well, why don't we together see if we can do deep breaths while we walk like 700 flights of stairs up (laughs) to the top of the water slide thing. And so we get to the top and I looked at him and this little eight-year-old is literally going. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, and and this was not, this was his idea. And so he says, he steps in the capsule one, you know, Lexi, the capsule yeah, one. Yeah. And the, the bohemian guy that's working the thing is looking at this kid, like, what is going on? And he's literally, guys, in there going, doing his deep breaths. And all of a sudden the thing goes, three, two, one. And he on <laughs> his little hair is like, and he's gone, gone down the thing. So he gets to the bottom and I look over the edge. And of course, I'm starting to prayer myself because I know I have to do it now. So I'm doing my deep breaths. But I look over the edge and he got up and you, I mean, he just was beside himself excited. So then I do my deep breaths. Literally, I'm not joking, you guys. I'm not joking. Any mother out there, if you can harness the power of your breath, if you can really like, we know that the vagus nerve is stimulated if we have a longer exhale than an inhale. It was like, guys, I'm laying there, Lexi, on that dead straight down. Oh, yeah. Line, you know, yeah. Down, and I'm shimming, shimming yeah. like shimmying to the end yeah. just to like wait till the, until my heavy body weight like pushed me over. But I literally, all I was doing was like, like, I'm just now that you got this. You're okay. And I actually, what I was just telling my son, I was doing myself. So anyway, I get to the bottom. I, I know this is a podcast that we talk about too much information. Yeah. I can tell you on that, like, oh, the wedgie. Are we going on? Are we yeah. going there? No, no, we're not going wedgie, Nikki. We're going, <laughs> I, I had water coming out of my oh, yeah. <laughs> for about seven hours after that. There's some like up. class actions, I think, <laughs> like, again, oh, like my damage it to was, the organization. Yeah, it was next level. But anyway, oh, at the man. bottom, I talked to Dax and I said, you know, what, how do you feel? He was, he said, mom, my deep breaths, it worked, mom, it worked. So all of a sudden we're creating this neural pathway, right? We're creating a neural pathway. We're planting a seed that the more we do this, the more they see this, they go, oh, I have this really amazing tool and my breath is with me at all times. And you know, another really quick story, my 13 year old, we were just over in Europe. We had a time change. He couldn't sleep. The one night he was really struggling with it. He used Tate two nights in a row to just do some breathing before going to bed, like inhale, exhale. We're launching a Tate for teens soon on the, on the, um, on our platform, um, which is a little more older content. Um, but again, two nights in a row, he used Tate. He said to me on the third night, he said, mom, I think I'm okay. I think I'm going to try it myself tonight. I'm going to do it myself, which for me is like a yay. Cause 
I'm not expecting people to be walking around with a little puppy for the rest of their life, right? Like this is not the, the deal. What we're trying to do is teach tools so that they can then use these tools as on their own. And Will said to me, like my 13 year old said, mom, it's like learning a language. Like it's really like learning a, a, a way to speak to yourself, a way to get through uncomfortable situations. And so this is what I'm trying to do with Tate. That's how I'm trying to introduce kids too. So great. Lexi here. Okay. So let's shift to another under the radar, not so hot topic for a minute, body hair. Everyone's got it, but a lot of us want to live smoother. Am I right? 10 years ago, I started Wax On Laser and Wax Bar. Wax On isn't just any waxing and laser hair removal bar. We are the industry leader creating a safe space that inspires people to live confidently in their own skin. Over the years, we've developed trust. Trust that you know you're getting the best quality and comfortable experience every single time. Whatever you come to Wax On for, it's going to be awesome. We've created our own exclusive gold wax formula that's like no other. It's as pain-free and long-lasting as it gets, perfect for all your waxing needs. At Wax On, we've invested in top-the-line laser technology that's effective on virtually any hair and skin tone for effective results on every body. Seriously. And we carry a carefully curated collection of products. Some we make ourselves, locally I might add, and some are from brands we've fallen in love with that adhere to our values and standards of clean, good for you, and female founded. If you haven't experienced Wax On, I invite you to enjoy 20% off your first service with code WEGOTHERE. Visit waxon.ca or download the mobile app to book in with code WEGOTHERE because there is such a thing as a better hair removal experience to help you live smoother. And so what ages, like what's too young to, and also I'm sure lots of people are listening thinking, well, there's no way I can get my X-year-old to sit still to do this. And and I like yeah. Piper's used it and loves it. And also the dog's adorable. And it looks so real. Like it actually looks like a real <laughs> dog. Um, but what's the yeah, like what are the ages and how and I guess what are the like time frames of like how long is effective and how can we like kind of bite size this in for our children? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, there's a two two answers to that. The first is what age I created it to be age four to twelve, but I have been inundated with teenagers, which is why I'm launching a tape for teens. Um, but you know, a lot of the content right now, I've had children as young as even two, you know, listening to different meditations, or even there's a category that's just relaxing music. And so, you know, just getting them to sort of have that feeling of calm. Um, but you know, the really cool thing about having this sort of online content and, and a lot of people would say, well, how would you have a meditation tool with, with, a device. I mean, that's just totally counterintuitive. And the reason I did it, and, and I'm very much a, I get nervous about devices. We're not a huge, we're more of an outdoor family than we are. And no judgment to anyone at all, but we just tend to do a lot more stuff outdoors. Um, but, you know, I, I really think if I can use the technology for good, that was why I wanted to have that technology piece. And what's really cool is that I can always be updating the content with what's going on in the world right now. So I can, you know, if people send me ideas of meditations where I'm always updating new content based on ages, based on, you know, little things. So I'm going to have a scenarios um, category coming up soon where we talk about meditations for children going back to going to camp for the first time, meditations for parents going through divorce, meditations for a new 
baby. Meditations, you know, not for the baby, but for actually the siblings who are having to have the new baby in their house and coming into their space. And Tate has been created to really engage kids sensory. Um, so, so you know, and, and what I found, the reason I, I put the meditations in a puppy and made it different than just listening on, on a um, phone was because kids, when they have these sensory vehicles to be able to go inside, it's very different than you and I. So for us, we could say, okay, I'm going to do a 21 day meditation challenge. I'm going to put my earbuds in and I'm just going to every day with my girlfriends, we're going to do this challenge and we're going to get through it. I know Lexi, you were saying you did something like that years ago too. With kids, it's different. You know, you mentioned, how do I get my kids to do this? First of all, meditation is what it is. It's it's boring. I mean, it's not like you're sitting in front of a video game, you're playing with a, a Barbie doll, you're do you know you you're you're actually having to be still. So a great way to introduce this to kids is to sort of think about what are they interested in. So does your child like soccer? Do they like basketball? And then research, you know, are there other you know, famous people who are idols of theirs. And I would guarantee that a lot of them have some sort of a mental practice. And so you almost talk to them about it as you will actually get better and be better at what you're trying to do if you take this time. And and the other thing I want to mention, um, back to the sensory thing, and my mind has got so many things that are coming at me right now that I want to get out to you guys. Um, But the sensory thing is, you know, Tate has... Um, has a visual, obviously it engages your visual sense. It ga- engages your tactile because you can touch Tate. Tate also has these four little paws with little shapes and kids can learn about square breathing, which they actually teach in the Navy SEALs. They teach Navy SEAL square breathing. It's that that impactful. But triangle breathing and infinity aid and Tate has a little heart on its chest that you can put essential oils on. And so that's the olfactory sense. And then obviously the auditory. So when we give kids all of these sensory stimulation, it really helps them to go inside. It's, it's almost like it's really cool to see when you do a comparison between just playing a, 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 a meditation for them or a story. And I like to call these not necessarily meditations. They're, they're like meditation stories. They ha- Each one of them has a bit of breath work, just breathing in, breathing out. But then they tell a story and there's lots of different categories. Um, but one point I really wanted to, to mention to you guys around, you know, why it's important to do this for our children is that when you think about it as parents, if you just sit here for a minute, And you think about what do we spend on physical fitness? So what do we spend? Not just money, but time. So think about, I mean, like hockey alone, I think is like $2,500 a year per child. Like we're all up here in Canada, we're playing lots of hockey, (laughs) (laughs) but I know in the States, maybe we can talk about basketball or football, but you know, you think about what we spend on on sports. That doesn't even include the driving and the gas and all the other things. And and I will say that's amazing because our kids need to be physically active. It's really, really important. So then you think about education. So what do we spend on kids' education? And that doesn't necessarily mean school. It could mean a language class. It could mean tutoring. It could mean Kumon, whatever it is. Um, it can mean, you know, classes if moms have babies, like music classes and, and things like this, right? Where we're stimulating. Again, super important. But then think about what do we spend on our kids' mental fitness? And I like to talk about this more as mental fitness because it's a really nice comparator to physical fitness. Um, and so when you think about that, it's a little bit like crickets. And, and I don't say that to make parents feel like, oh gosh, there's another thing I need to think about. It's more that 
we didn't grow up learning this. We grew up going to hockey games and basketball games. We grew up, you know, with our education and, but we, we didn't grow up with our parents teaching us about this. So a, we, as parents don't really know how to even teach it because we haven't been there. It's what I'm going through right now with, with cell phones, with our 13 year old and learning, learning that whole thing as a parent, because that's a whole other podcast that I'm sure we have (laughs) someone on an expert that I will listen to. Um, But you know, it's, it's an, it's a whole new area, right? We didn't grow up with being taught mental fitness from when we were young. So the reason I bring it up is that what happens is we look at physical fitness and education. We practice these things before it's game time. So for physical fitness, you wouldn't put your child, let's say, um, in a hockey game, if they'd never practiced the game before, you'd have them go to practice, they'd take their stick and their puck and they would shoot into the net and they'd know where they're supposed to stand so that when they play the actual game, they know what they're doing. Same thing with education. You wouldn't give your child a test on fractions, let's say, if they'd never had the opportunity to practice fractions before. You'd have them practice it so that when they're actually writing the test, you're setting them up for success. So with mental fitness, That's what I'm trying to do with Tate is I'm trying to practice deep breaths and practice feeling calm. Because a lot of times we say as parents, we're in the moment, right? Like things are stressful. You're trying to get to school. I know I have four kids, like guys been there, done that, still been there doing that. Right. And it's like, guys, just calm down or take a deep breath. Well, when you're in that moment, it's like if if your friend was to call you and be really stressed out about something and you just said to her, you know, just, just calm down, take a deep breath. Like it's, we almost need to to practice those things. So we know where to go. We know how to access that feeling of calm because it's one thing to say it, to say, calm down and take a deep breath. It's different to actually feel it in the body. And so what I'm trying to do with Tate is make mental fitness, just like physical fitness and education, a proactive practice, not just reactive. Because with mental health, mental fitness, we tend to be a very reactive society, right? We tend to, oh my gosh, there's a problem. We kind of let it go. We don't really know how to deal with it because, and and I think a lot of this is because there's so much online, social media, all of the other things, but it's like, what can we do to actually look at this from a totally different viewpoint and practice this? And it doesn't have to be complicated. It could mean, you know, Monday night, Monday meditation, instead of reading a book before bed, or, you know, um, in the morning, maybe or on a weekday, if you're cuddling with mom, oh, let's just look together. Let's together listen to a meditation. And what's nice about that is for parents who aren't into this space and they don't really get it, but they kind of understand this idea of, okay, I, I kind of get what you're trying to say, Natalie, about practicing mental fitness, but like, I don't meditate. I don't know what this means. You Tate is almost a bit of a one-on-one, like easy course for parents because you sit there and listen with your child. We all have that inner child inside of us. And the other thing you're doing when you're spending that time with your child is you're spending time with your child. And that alone is, is so important for kids. And it is hard as we're busy, but you're kind of you know, what do they say? Killing two birds with one stone. You're learning a little bit about meditation. Your child is feeling calm and you're also spending time together. So even if you do that once a week, you know, sometimes it'll be more times a week. Sometimes it be won't be once for a couple of weeks, but your kids start to understand that the language and start to understand the different thought patterns. And then they'll know 
that they can go there and they'll, they might even, you know, mom, I'd like to do, my boys will say, mom, can I do a meditation tonight? You know, or when they come home from hockey, they're, we're, we do the skiers league hockey. So they get home at like 9 PM some night, nights, my 10 year old, it's crazy. And he's wired, right? I get it. He's just been on the hockey rink. And, you know, he'll say to me, mom, can I just do a meditation right now? And it just calms him right down. So it takes him from that sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic before he then turns it off and he can fall asleep. Well, that sounds lovely. (laughs) (laughs) All all four of my kids do that. (laughs) Right? I know. And I can tell you as, as a mom of four, I think the biggest thing to remember guys is we're not like we have to have expectations. Like our kids aren't going to get up in the morning and be like, Nom, namaste. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we're not like that. Like our society is busy. We have a million and one things going on. What I'm just trying to do is introduce literally plant seeds. I'm just trying to plant seeds of, of this way of, of thinking. And I can tell you, I would not be doing this 100 million percent if I didn't feel that it was a so important. And if I hadn't seen some amazing, I mean, I told you two little examples, but I have examples all the time. And, and the the things that I hear from, from customers, you know, from, from people that write me all the time, that's my currency. Like I get messages from people that are like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I just got to keep going because that it really does. It really can be beautiful for children. Yeah. Your intention behind it is so um, pure, like just in the story of why you created it. And then now even how it's growing. And I know the hospital work and the kids in the hospitals that you've supported that are benefiting and all of those things is just so um, beautiful. And I agree. I think if we can incorporate more calm moments in our children's lives, like that's just all the more beneficial because I'm exactly like you in the take a deep breath. Like that's my go-to kind of yeah, yeah. when things get heightened, but actually um, having the tools to know how to do that is important. And, and I think what's important is when, when they're in that moment, right. Of like high stress where we're about to scream, take a deep breath, you know, it's like, it's like they, what's really important is, is to know that Tate's not here to just shove in your child's face when they freak out. Like that's, that's, it's, it's not going to work. What we need to do is it's that proactive, reactive thing again. So Mm -hmm. if we're practicing little, little bits, you know, some of the meditations for the older kids and more that I'm incorporating for the younger kids, the idea isn't to not feel your emotions and not feel angry and not feel stressed about the fact that mom wants me to finish my dinner or stop playing with my toys and brush my teeth or whatever it is. It's not, it's not like, well, do a meditation. Like that's, we're not trying to like, like pacify them with it, I guess. What we're trying to do is, okay, be angry, feel your emotions. We're, we're trying to, Tate talks about, you know, feeling emotions and all these thoughts that they're, they're not bad. It's like the ocean. I talk to my boys a lot and some of the meditations, you know, that, that we're launching shortly, you know, I always say emotions are like the waves that come in. And have you ever seen an ocean that's totally still? Oceans are always moving. They're always moving. So some waves are really, really big and they plow you over. But you know what? The ocean will always keep moving and you will be there. And I even say that this to, to adults as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, n- uncomfortable emotions. I try not to talk. To, Tate doesn't talk to emotions ever about being bad or wrong. They're just sort of emotions that can maybe feel uncomfortable. But the most important thing is Tate is there to actually 
hold that emotion with you. So to be there with you, to hold it. And so you, you don't, um, sort of push them away and push them under, we kind of sit there and work through them. And, you know, another thing we talk about in, in our house a lot and another meditation I'm actually just writing right now is about how, you know, emotions are like visitors that come to your house. And sometimes you have visitors come into your home and sometimes it's great and you want to hang out with them forever. You have a play date and these kids come over and you wanted your play date for so long. And you don't ever want your friends to go home. And then they leave and you kind of feel sad. But then sometimes you have playdates come over and you're like, oh gosh, this, this person, I can't wait for them to leave. And we have that as adults, right guys? Like we're like, <laughs> oh, oh, so glad that you stopped over. And we're like, when is it time to go? Um, and that's what emotions are like too, right? They come into our house, but they don't always stay. They leave. And we have to understand that we have to sort of sit through them and be there. And Tate is there to practice sitting through emotions so that we can feel angry and upset and that's okay. But we grew up in a generation where we weren't allowed to feel those emotions, right? We were always pacified or pushed on. So Tate is here to sort of hold space for kids to feel their emotions. So great. It's happening. And you, I mean, it's so much more than a stuffy, like you're, you've created yeah. such an important tool. And it's, it's interesting because we interviewed recently a psychologist talking about cycle breaking and, you know, feelings. And, and basically this is the, we are the first generation of parents trying to help our kids navigate their feelings. And we're trying to do it from a place of never, never, as you mentioned, having been taught how to do it by our own parents. And so this is such a needed tool to help the current generation of parents, all of us on this call right now, figure out what the heck we're supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, how do we know, right? We, we weren't taught any of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's my goal. Yeah. (laughs) Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really, you know, for, for parents, I think one thing that is really important is trying to take that time with your child to spend time together and, Again, being a parent of four, one-on-one time is tough. You know, we've done we've done meditations. My boys, when we're up, up um, at our, you know, at my in-laws, when we're visiting my in-laws, they all sleep in one room together. It's like one giant bunk bed. It's like a free Amazing. fall of all this boyness everywhere. <laughs> and like, we will just literally have, uh, I'll put literally Tate and some, our boys each have their own, but I'll play one from one speaker and they'll all just listen. Or one, my eldest one might put his head, there's a little um, headphone jack in the speaker and my eldest might want to do a different one. But what's really cool guys is, you know, we spend, I just think it's really neat to, to introduce this as, as a, a, a language for them, a life skill. And the younger we do it, the more that, that those neural pathways are are sort of created. And as they grow, they know they can go inside. So thank you so much. Amen. Like I'm, yeah, I love how you've created this. I love the benefits you're already seeing and hearing and that it's impacting so many. And um, yeah, I said it to you before, like it's just up, up from here, it's just going to continue to grow and, and impact more more people and children. And I mean, happy kids and happy, equal, happy, happy parents too. Right. (laughs) So it's a full cycle, but thanks so much for coming on and sharing this and also providing a little more calmness in our uh, day. I feel better already. I know we should, we could have done a little meditation at the beginning. I know, I know. I I almost did, but then I was like, Oh, a little tight on time. No, thanks so much. And then we'll link everything on um, Mindfully Meditate and include where everyone can find you and and Tate and all of the information around it. So yeah, thank you. 
And if anyone has any, any questions about anything, I'm always love to talk about this stuff from, from a perspective of, you know, a being a mother, um, but, you know, looking at this from both an Eastern Western medical philosophy and, and really making it something that, that we can, um, make a big impact with this next generation. So I love to chat about all this stuff. So thank you so much for having me on. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at WeGoTherePodcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.